Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. We have got a great topic for you folks today. And it is so much as always surrounded around this whole notion of leadership. What is leadership all about? What makes great leaders? And this is based on an article that's written by Linda A. Hill. She is the co-author of a book called Collective Genius, The Art and Practice of Leading Innovation. Incredible book. I've not read it, but just reading this article here, she's got a lot of great ideas that she's put into. She's got there's three other uh, authors that are part of this uh, article as well. Great insights. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Leadership, Leading, and Cultural Transformation. Rich Barron, my partner, we're here. I'm Michael Bailey. I'm going to start out by reading the last paragraph of this article. The title of the article is What Makes a Great Leader? Mastering the ABCs of Innovation at Scale. So the last paragraph here, and this is what we're going to dive into and develop from this point. Our leadership challenge today is an existential one. When faced with crises, we humans tend to default to our muscle memory. But how we have led in the past will not take us where we aspire to be. The time has come to embrace a new kind of leader who is prepared to take on the promise of innovative problem solving. And I will add to that innovative relationship building. Yes. Who is willing and able to unleash the abundant talents. We talk about that a lot. Abundant talents and passions all around us and leverage them to create a better world. Let's start right there. What about this this paragraph we just we all just reviewed here, Rich? What this thoughts is, come to your mind? You know, Linda Hill is really summed up in this this article. A lot of the things that we we talk about, Michael, it's uh the world's in need of great leadership. It really is. But it's it's the new kind of leader that we need to find. Those people who are prepared to take on, like you mentioned, more problem solving, more relationship building, more bridging those gaps. Um, she, she talks about a little bit earlier about, you know, COVID uh, 2020. And it really, if, if you look back 2020 and even before, things were going very well. Money was cheap. Uh, the economy was doing great. Businesses were were doing great. Uh, employment uh, was at an all-time high. Uh, and it was difficult to find good good work. Suddenly, here comes the pandemic. And quite frankly, it threw a lot of 
lot of businesses and leaders, quite frankly, it, it, it put them into the rinse cycle. It's just, you know, they, they couldn't figure out what was going on. Things were falling apart. That type of leadership that we need now simply was, was uh, uh, taking a nap, quite frankly. They were. They were resting on their laurels. They weren't. It's this notion we want to promote. We talked about it many times is a leader is always preparing. You always never arrive. Preparing. You're always moving ahead. You're always going to the next place, helping your people to get to the next place as well. It's that whole thing of always sharpening the saw. That was not going on. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It wasn't. And and here's the thing, Michael, is we're there's always going to be another pandemic, man. It, it may not be like COVID-19, but there is always going to be something else on the horizon that if we're not prepared for, if we're like you said, sitting on your laurels, it's it's going to hit and the same problems are going to take place. You are going to founder. As a leader, you're going to founder. As an organization, you're going to founder. So what we want to do so that we aren't getting stuck, you know, might say stuck in the mud, stuck in the shallow waters when the, the big waters go out and we're left, you know, high and dry, as it were, is we must have this new kind of leader, leadership in place, not only in terms of what's going on, but in terms of the headspace and already doing that stuff, developing ourselves as leaders. And she categorizes them in a very interesting way. The ABCs of innovation at scale, being able to take something and scale it up. What are the ABCs? You recall here from the, this article, the ABCs represent different leadership styles. Yeah, there's there's three. One is the bridger. Um, actually, it goes to the architect first. Architect is, is the A. The bridger, a leader is a bridger, is the B. And that catalyst, C. Leaders a catalyst, and they're all three very unique skill sets that leaders should be should have today. All together, not just one person as as a separate, but these are these are three type of of leadership styles, if you will, that really should be something that every leader is striving to obtain. That's right, because of the need to be able to be agile, to be able to be adaptable, to be able to turn on a dime and see the situation as it is, and then start coming up with new ideas and possibilities. So the idea of the architect is that person we talk about in many ways as what we, we call the arbitrator, the one, the, the leader that has the critical thinking capacity, right? that can see things as they are, not with prejudice, not with bias, not with their old history about this, the way we've always done it, but can see it with fresh eyes and then see the resources that they have, then find new resources if necessary to start creating something new, something that's going to take their business. And I love what she talks about here, which I this is great stuff, the capacity not only to work within an organization, but to reach out to other organizations and now start working with them. That's a very cool idea. Because Absolutely. you've got lots of bright people, lots of talented people. They're not all going to be working under your roof. Many of them be working some other place, but how can you do that so that you can start creating something new? That's what this architect is all about. And then it leads into the bridger. What would you anything that you want to add about that architect? No, I, I think you you really sum that up. It's someone who who looks at that bigger picture. The interesting thing 
when we look at the bigger picture, these leaders that do this as an architect and are able to look at this without bias, they have at the front of their, their reasons for doing this is the people in their organization. And you talked about those resources. Those resources are the people that you have. The people maybe not just in your organization, but in other organizations that you can build the synergy with. They do. And they that's right. And you will find as you start building something out as a, as, as a greater whatever this may be, this greater mechanism, this greater tool, this greater ability to bring services and products to the marketplace. As you take a look at that and you want to partner with other people, you may discover that while this is a great idea, what you have, and there's lots and lots of beneficial, lots and lots of upside to it, that the other organizations that you want to work with, they they may not be ready to take that on. Right. They want to, but they don't have it yet. You may find yourself going in and helping them to get up to speed on how to do that so that they can, they can actually participate in what you've got going. Exactly. You know, she hits it. I want to, I want to just touch one other thing here on this real quick, Michael. Uh, we we talk a lot about that versatility and timing. And she really hits that here. Um, you know, in, in that recent survey that we talk about quite a bit, only 9% of the 24,000 leaders that they looked at have any real versatility and timing in, in their leadership styles. And so she mentions these architects use, five, she calls them levers. Levers to design, build, and evolve organizational architectures. And she calls them, number one, leadership style, two, talent, three, structure, four, operating model, and five, tools. And with these levers that she calls them, these architects are then able to build mindsets and behaviors uh, required for co-creation and, and removing those barriers that limit creativity. This is exactly what we talk about. Um, and, 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 those, and she talks that about ability. it in a very interesting way. Here's, here's the, uh, the thought behind it. And, and you're, you're, you're highlighting this well. And the thought behind that is this. I'm going to just a moment read this. All leaders in the book were visionaries who knew that innovation was rarely the result of an individual genius having an aha moment. There you go. There's that collective sense of working together, that there's the... There's the synergy. There's the synthesizing thinking that leads to innovation. So they're recognizing. And, and so in that way, leaders, you have got to give up what you think is leadership. You've got to get a broader, more expansive view of what leadership is. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't even necessarily have to have all the tools. You don't necessarily have to have all the ideas. But being able to be open to it, which calls for now, this is really interesting, Rich. You've got to be able to get past your fears. We just had a podcast last time about fears, fears that drive us. Oh, absolutely. You've got to get past those fears. Otherwise, those fears are going to buckle your knees. They're going to hold you up and they're going to cap you. And you will not be willing to take those kind of risks to work with other people to give them unleash their talents, their creativity, their innovation the power that they have and what it, and who it is that they are, what they bring to work, you'll be afraid of that. You'll back away from it. And then you'll be the person that instead of promoting it and nurturing it, you're the person who's stopping it. Yes. You're the one that putting the brakes on it. You're the roadblock. That's right. 
That's exactly right. And funny thing, those people that do that, then they turn around and look for somebody to blame, unfortunately. So this is I this is the idea that everybody has their little their piece of genius, you might say. And we want that piece of genius and we want to add it to the big pot here of what we're doing in an organization or in a team or what we're building out from this team to the to to the bridge again to other teams. Let's talk about people that are bridgers. They've yes, got to have yes. a particular kind of set of skills and talents. What about a bridger? You're, you're these, kind of a bridger. Yeah, these are those people who have the ability to reach outside uh, and work closely with people outside the organization. You know, say vendors or customers or, you know, like-minded type organizations or leaders that you can reach out to and and gain access to talents, gaining access to tools, uh, you know, that can't be found in the walls of a single department. That's an interesting comment right there. I got to stop right there for a minute, Michael. I just read that. Cannot be found within the walls of a single department, division, or company. If you're listening here, and you have an organization that's siloed up, and you're not communicating even within the organization, you need someone in that organization who's the bridger that can eliminate those silos and and build, break down those walls in, in your organization and start reaching out and using that talent that you have. And so that ability to go and do that, I know you've talked about some of your experiences doing that, that we're going to do something different here. Let me share something that I would do. Okay. When I was when I had my company of coaches, what I've had to do, it was a must do, was I had to go out and talk to the people that were selling the coaching. We had people that sold it, different companies, a number of companies that worked with us. I was the head of the coaching and I, I ran that, taught that, trained that, and I got that handled. But I had to go out and I had to create relationships with these different companies and the salespeople to help them understand what we did and believe in what we did so that they had a higher level of connection, a higher level of commitment. Now, that she talks about commitment here. You know, not everybody's going to follow Mr. Boss or Miss Boss, you know, what they're going to say. But the ones who know the business, they are highly committed and they're going to find some way to get that done. Same thing here. My job is to go out to talk to those people, motivate those people, get them to a higher level of commitment as they sold the coaching for us. That kind of synergy was necessary for everybody to come out of that and win. If I didn't do that, there's just a certain amount of, they just lose the gas. They just didn't have that kind of momentum to keep it going. Share with us, uh, what are your experiences about working with vendors and problems that they've had and how you solve them? You know, that, that's a very interesting um, interesting case, Michael, That I uh, and one in particular that uh, the organization that I was working with, they had implemented a brand new ordering system. And based on, and supply, this was back supplying reusable surgical products to multiple hospitals here in, in the Intermountain West. And this particular hospital group had implemented a brand new uh, computer system that would go out and automatically order. Well, what happened is, it, it was set up to look at different levels versus what was actually needed. And so the ordering all of a sudden increased by 81%, like literally overnight. And it threw everything into, into haywire. Um, it, was, it was chaos. And so what we did is worked with that particular uh, group and the buyers within the group 
Every day we would sit down, uh, have a meeting at 11 o'clock um, before the orders came across and really take a look at what was needed, what was the actual, uh, you know, par levels that they needed to, to, to fill versus just this monster order that the computer thought was needed. And it, it took about three months to really weed out the problems. And, you know, after about those three months, everything settled back down and we were able to get back to uh, back to work. But initially it was chaos. It was absolute chaos across the board. Nobody knew what was going on. But if if we would have just let it go at that, it would have been it would have continued to be chaos for for much longer. And, And sometimes those things, unfortunately, they may be great ideas initially. But they've got those kinks and those bugs in them that that have to be worked out. Some people don't have the patience. They'll just say, well, let's get rid of that. When, in fact, it's a great idea that just you haven't really worked it through. That's why you not only have to have that bridger, you need that catalyst to say, hold your horses here. This is a good idea. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's figure this out. Let's get this figured out and get it done so that it's working the way that we all want it to work so we all benefit by it. So that catalyst is a very interesting role that player that has that ability to bring people together and work at a higher level of problem-solving, relationship-building, communication to get to what the real issues are, the real problems, get them taken care of. Because it's not just finding it. It's also the genius and innovation and creativity to find solutions. Yes, finding finding those solutions. Um, you know, that catalyst, and we we talk about this, this person as – Somebody that can really bring the teams together, the driver goes out there and can really get what is needed done. Someone who can really take these teams and, and start pushing them forward on the things that really need to get, get accomplished. And in here, it's interesting. She she talks about um, it back, and this is kind of back uh, as far as a bridger goes, but these different people, different uh divisions, different uh, departments that are chasing these shiny objects from the world of high tech or whatever, the, the the new latest fad, the new latest craze. And so instead of doing that, she suggests really being the problem solver, not chasing those shiny objects. We're really focused in, laser focused in on um, the problems that need to be solved and using the, that talent that you have that, like you talked about earlier, that collective genius to to form uh, to form these teams, that the talent on these teams, in order to get this accomplished. I like the example you gave because it's so illustrative of what we're talking about here. There was the data that was coming in about the orders. Yes, the data itself had a certain amount of okay. There's some truth to what's going on here, but there was yep. also something wrong. So data is important, leaders. The other thing that they did, you know, so what Rich talked about was they talked to each other. Data alone is not going to give you the answers. People talking together won't give you the answers. It's the two working together to come up with the ingenious solutions to really address the problems and the needs of the organization. So you must do both. Sometimes we want to just kind of say, well, it's, it's just that, or we'll just do this. But you must do both to get to the real this real point of innovation. That's what it is we want to get to, getting the collective right. genius working both upon the facts and also the people that are involved hands-on. 
You know, I'm going to add another thing to that, Michael, is the fact that we knew our customer and we knew their needs. Over, you know, working with them over time, it wasn't it wasn't just, a, oh, they're going to order a bunch more today. Let's go ahead and fill that. It was these orders came across and this doesn't make any sense because they have never done this before. This is not what their needs are. And so a lot of that comes, you know, previously with knowing who your customer is and having that open communication even prior to when when these problems show up. There you go. There's a relationship again. That's what it comes back down to. All right. Very good. So what do we want to do? Who do we want to give a shout out to today? That's some oh, pretty cool. We got a, a couple of them. And the first one I want to mention is Hong Kong. Yeah. And I have a, a soft place in my heart for, for Hong Kong. Spent some time there. Uh, I speak Cantonese, and, and I really uh, was pretty excited to see that someone from Hong Kong was starting to listen to us. Very nice. Very nice. There was another one from Thailand. Thailand. Absolutely. Wow. Pretty cool stuff going out there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Keep listening. Keep tuning in. Spread the word. So, Rich, you've got, we got a little bit of announcement here. We've got that fear survey that's up now on your website. I'm going to be getting it up on mine as well really soon. You take it free of charge. We'll unpack it for you. We'll explain to you what does this actually mean as a leader, what's holding you up, what's tripping you up, what's making you get stuck in whatever it is that's going on that keeps you from being that aspiring leader that Linda talks about, the leaders that we're aspiring to come. We can't do it the way we used to and also then become the aspiring leaders that we want. We've got to change that up. And one of the biggest things that holds up aspiring leaders to to achieve and embrace their success are those fears. Those fears. Go out there. Take it. Let's get that going. Let's get you some help. Real, legitimate, personalized help that will show you exactly what's going wrong. That's not not working for you and what to do about it. And it's free of charge. We're not asking anything for it. It's You simply go to, and on my website, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com. Go to the resources page and, and you'll see it on the resources page. You, you, you click on take the survey. It's going to take you to the survey. And the only thing we ask is that you you give your us your name and your email address. And if you'd like your phone number, that way, once we get the results, we can contact you and set up a time to talk. Now, if if that is something you get to that point, you don't want to give your name. You're afraid, oh, Rich and Michael are going to try and sell me something. They're going to try me, take me down another path. Absolutely incorrect. We would like to have that conversation with you. And again, nothing to be afraid of there. Just take the survey. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised um, with what the results are going to show. And it's going to help you on that path, starting down that path to eliminate some of these fears. Yeah, don't get caught up in the, the numbers. We will unpack that for you to show you that whatever's going on, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always a way through it. You just have to have the knowledge. You just have to have the tools and the skills and then the self-discipline to work through those things. And that's why we're here. I mean, that's what our lives are about. We're here to assist people, help them grow their professions, as leaders, whatever it may be. That's what we do here. So how do they get a hold of us, Rich? Well, I just said one way, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com. Uh, my contact uh, information is on there. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. 
Uh, and michaelbailey.com. That's M-A-I-K-E-L bailey.com. And you can, uh, Michael's uh, contact information is on there as well. And again, he is on LinkedIn. Uh, easy to find us. Easy to find us. Easy to uh, set up a time to talk. And uh, let's do that. Let's let's just let's ha- sit down. Let's have that conversation. And even if you don't feel that executive coaching or leadership development is for you right now, let's let's just build a relationship. Let's talk and see what we can come up with. You never know the hope that is there that you can't see until you talk to somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. That's the truth. Absolutely. All right. Once again, we're at the end, Michael. That was uh, that was pretty pretty rousing episode. That was a good, uh, very good article. And if you want to read that again, it's on Harvard Business Review. Go out and and take a look at it. Um, it's got a lot of really good information in there. We 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 just started to touch the surface. So yeah, we did again. Um, take care of each other. That's what it's all about. Serve each other. Be a servant leader. Make sure those people around you are getting the same opportunities as success as you have had. Thank you, Rich. Good stuff. Leaders lead well. You are the synergy that can make the difference. All the best. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.